Yes, James. Listen, James Crochet led the team. He wouldn't run the ball the way he he ran like tonight. Mm-hmm. Times, but he took off. That if we're drafting all these players in the first round, we're spending money on these players. That but, and there is not much that teams are going to do when you're winning. Even if you ain't selling what I got to say, I can write and blow it up and sew it away. Congrats to Paris for drafting. I know you're happy. Once you get the playoffs, even if you ain't telling what I got to say, I can write it, blow it up, and sew it away. They ain't here for cool and let the beat play. I got 86 to join, drop a number today. I'm more lengths than them. I want to start doing that. What a sworn lord I got to end. Then the way what a moment that he might do for me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back to another edition of Ravens Online on Gatekeepers. We are back like we never left. I know y'all just saw me yesterday, but once again, I've had a patron request a stream for today to get some more feelings out the way. Me personally, I'm dog tired. I just got off work. I was barely able to set this up, so I know a lot of you aren't going to be here because there was really no notification given. But we're going to try to do the best with what we got. I'll leave it up to you all. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you all to pick the topics. We'll discuss a couple things. Um, then we're going to get up out of here because Lunch Break Hot Take is coming up at 7.15 p.m. Make sure you go over to their channel. Check them out. See what they got going on. Dope, dope content. Me, dog tired, boss. Dog tired. So, you know, like I said, I'll let you all pick the topics that you wish to discuss. We'll discuss a couple things here and there. And then we're going to get a one-up out of yeah. Let's see who we got up in here for this pop-up stream. We got Coach Evans, Sitatelli Films. Make sure you all go over there and subscribe to Coach Evans. Dope content breaks down the game, gives you the coach's perspective on the Ravens. And he also has more Sitatelli Films where he does all the other teams, the teams that's meant for the streets. Coach Evans got your back. What's going on, Danity? You're working with these lives. Yeah, yeah. What's going up, Brandon? How you feeling? Dewan 100, what's up? I'm tired. I'm going to say I'm tired. I'm tired. My baby girl, Jasmine, thank you for dropping by. What you want me to be out? What you want me to be a snitch? You want me out here in these streets snitching? Telling you who requested A, a patron requested it. And they wanted to talk about a couple of things, especially the ramifications, because I think that's something that we did not discuss yesterday. Uh, the fallout from what's going to happen with them putting the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. We got Jose from Lunch Break High Take up in the house. Jose is here. Yes. And once again, Jose will be there. 715, Lunch Break High Take. Make sure you're, once we're done here, everybody skedaddles over to the channel with him and his brother, Brodney. MDT Sports, what's going on? How you feeling today, bro? Make sure y'all check out MDT Sports. He's been letting y'all know for the longest time. He can't stand Eric Costa, and neither can I. We got Yolanda B in the house. What's going on, Yolanda B. Raven? How you feeling today? Oh, you want to know who to thank? You can thank me for actually being here. How about that? Let's try thanking me for taking the time out from getting off of work and just coming straight to stream. 
I'm better than Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got Sharon Girls in the house is going on. It says, hello, Hendo. Hope your day is going okay. It's going better now that I'm home. It's, it's going a little bit better now that I'm able to sit here and discuss a few things with this Lamar Jackson situation. Luckily for me, um, today at work has been a terrible, terrible day. And I've been working straight through nonstop. No breaks. Not able to check the phone. Not able to get on the internet. So if there's been any news today, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard people trying to break down what they feel is best for Lamar, what they think the team did best. I know I saw, I just saw an article headline that said the Ravens are playing chess with this non-exclusive franchise tag. So apparently they are outsmarting everyone because it gives them an opportunity for Lamar to test the market and see how much he can get. The thing for me, though, I think they're playing Russian roulette. I don't think they're playing chess because, you know, word was like 15, 20 minutes after they tagged Lamar, this franchise was out, this franchise was out, this franchise is out. But rumor has it that the Atlanta Falcons might not be out. They may actually still consider having Lamar and bringing him in to be their quarterback. Now, if this is true, Arthur Blank, I've said this before, he loves, loves, loves Michael Vick. And you can get Michael Vick 2.0 but can pass better. And at that point of Michael Vick's career, he was not a student of the game. He did not study his playbook. He did not do what he needed to do to be a better quarterback at that time. So if you can bring the 2.0 version of him to Atlanta, squeaky clean, no dog fights, no troubles, no nothing, you don't think that he'll do it? You think that they're going to go into the draft and hope and pray that one of these prospects – can bring them back to prominence. I don't think so. Just like I don't believe the Carolina Panthers. They say they're out on Lamar, but we don't really believe that. What's going on? Living with Big Reg. Living big with Big Reg. I'm sorry. What's good, everybody? Make sure y'all check out Big Reg's channel as well. So, like I said, I'm here for y'all. Is there anything that you all wish to discuss, bring up, talk about? I'm here for it for at least another 10 to 15 minutes because you know we got to prepare for what's about to come. Nothing at all? Nothing? Yeah, Coach, we for the streets. We are. We are. More sentimentality for the streets. We for those other teams that when Lamar goes to those places, we going with him. And we'll just leave sentimentality for the Baltimore Ravens and Tyler Huntley. So, Let's discuss, I guess, some of the ramifications of. Yes, hey, what's going on? Lamar Jackson is going to get a deal. It doesn't mean he's going to deal with Baltimore, but he is going to get a deal. Um, I don't know what the Ravens are thinking because right now, at this point in time, they are at approximately a little over $9 million over the cap. Yeah, they're a little over $9 million over the cap. So what that means is by the 15th, which is next week, the Ravens have to make all the moves they need to make to get this team under the salary cap. What does that mean? Does that mean that they're going to let Devin DuVernay go because he has a $4 million cap hit? Are they going to trade Patrick Queen? Because I don't think he's in their future plans and he has, I mean, his cap hit is relatively low, but if you can get something for him and shave a little bit off that nine mil, would you do it? 
Marcus Peters. A ramification from that would be not re-signing Marcus Peters. And then that trickle-down effect means we're going to have to go into the draft. And, of course, Ravens way, we possibly go into the first round and draft the cornerback. How does that work? You know, there's ripple effects from them not doing a long-term deal a year or two ago with Lamar. So for me, like I said, this is not chess. This is Russian roulette. Because what are you going to do? What are you, where are you going to get this money? Are you going to have Ronnie Stanley redo his deal a fourth or fifth time? Are you going to go back to Marlo, Marlo again and say, Marlo, oh, yo, we need you to uh, we need you to pony up a little bit of cash so we can bring this quarterback in for one year? And then what happens after this year is up? If they can't get a deal done, if they couldn't get a deal done with Lamar when the price is, was at 40 and now the price is probably around 50 mil. What are they going to do this time next year? If they can't get a long-term deal done right now, what's going to happen in 2024 when the price is 60 mil, maybe 65 mil, maybe Burrow gets a 90% guaranteed deal. Maybe Herbert gets a hundred percent guaranteed deal. Who knows? What are they going to do with Lamar then? Or is this just a one year rental? I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's see what we got going on. Xavier says, what is, your belief, what is your belief? Will the Ravens actually match the offer? It depends. It depends on how they structure it. Because, like I said, being that they are $9 million over the cap, I'm pretty sure that they'll make some moves to get approximately – 10 to 15 mil under the cap. Cause you know, you still have to sign your draft picks. You still have to sign free agents. You still have to resign a lot of people. Cause we have a lot of free agents that need office tendered. Um, you have to put some kind of rainy day fund money away for injuries and certain things like that. So not only do you have to get under the cap, you have to get under the cap by a certain amount. Now, if one of these teams, let's say the Atlanta Falcons, because as I was mistakenly, as I mistakenly put out there before, Atlanta has about $60 million in cap space this year. So if Atlanta signs Lamar to a long-term deal, but they front-load that contract, Baltimore doesn't have the cap space right now to match it. So that means, essentially, Lamar's gone. If they structure the contract the way that Baltimore will not be able to pony up those funds, release them coins, he's out of here. So it, it just depends on which team it is and if this collusion is true. If the collusion isn't true, somebody's going to make a deal that Lamar can't refuse and the Ravens cannot match. You said my thoughts on the new hires? I have no thoughts on them. Like, they're just, they're people. Until they prove that they can do something, they're people to me. I mean, I'm not into names. And I know you said something about Greg Lewis is hired as a wide receivers coach. Well, you know, we, we had T. Martin and Keith Williams. And Keith Williams is supposed to be the wide receiver guru. And as we can see... James Prochet, he's not that guy. Tylen Wallace, he's not Anquan Bolton Jr. Like many people told me throughout the offseason that he was going to come in and his catch radius was crazy and his contested catches and all this, what he did in college. This ain't college. This ain't the Big 12. This is the NFL. And they just couldn't match up. So even with Keith Williams, I respect him. He couldn't get it done with these guys. You know, that, that doesn't mean nothing to me. You know, Todd Munkin, I know that's Coach's guy. I'm indifferent. I'm, I'm indifferent to, uh, to Todd Munkin. You know, I, I need to see what he can do without Lamar Jackson because that's what it's looking like to me that we're going to have Tyler Huntley, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo as our quarterback. So 
Yeah. Yes, Mr. J, they are nine million over the cap right now. That's why they have to make these moves to get people down, to get the team down underneath the cap. So they have to make moves. They have to cut people. They have to restructure. They have to do what they need to do. Does that mean they cut Calais Campbell? They don't bring back Justin Houston, John P John Pierre Paul. They don't bring him back. What does that? What does it mean? Like they, I don't. They didn't plan for this properly. Like you can, we can blame EDC for not signing Lamar, or wanting the team to sign Lamar. But who do we blame for this messed up cap situation? Who do we blame for these bad contracts that they're doling out? Who do we blame for giving a hundred million dollars to an inside linebacker, but not signing our quarterback? You know, they did. We, we we all saw this coming. You had Lamar's rookie contract. You went out, and paid all these defensive players. You went out and paid $70 million to a safety. And I'm not saying Marcus Williams is not worth it, but you gave him $70 million. All that stuff comes back to bite you in the end. Now you don't have enough to field a good team. And of course, it's going to be blamed on Lamar on the franchise tag. He's taking up $32 million, but none of the rest of the team plays a part in that. Oh, you call it duty. Y'all don't want to see me in that. Raven Ross says, now the Ravens have the tag. They need to get D-Hop and they need the team to buy in and create cap space for Lamar long-term. No. I mean, how are they going to get DeAndre Hopkins? Because DeAndre Hopkins, he has a he has a nice little uh, tag himself. You know, his uh, his cap hit is, is pretty decent, and we don't have the draft cap. We have five draft picks right now. We don't have a second-round pick. And we don't have a fifth round pick. So what are we going to give up for DeAndre Hopkins? He's not at this point in time, in my opinion, worth a first round pick. Is Arizona going to take a third, maybe a future pick from another year? I don't know. But we can't afford him, Lamar, and anybody else that we bring in. So I think that DeAndre Hopkins, the Baltimore deal, might be dead unless – we start making some cuts. Like I said, Devin DuVernay, he's front and center for $4 million for return specialists. I don't think that's going to fly with the team, but you never know. He is a former All-Pro and wide receiver seven. Ray says, what are your thoughts on Lamar ending up in Tampa Bay? Hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, Tampa Bay's... Coaching staff to me is in flux. You know, uh, I don't see Todd Bowles staying there too much longer. He's being scapegoated for everything that happened, just like Byron left, which was. So Lamar going into a situation where they have a new offensive coordinator, even though he would have one here. But your offensive line is in shambles. They are going to release Leonard Fournette. So the little run game that you have, you're not going to have. Um, they got, they're trying to trade your boy. They still have Chris Godwin, but Mike Evans might be out. I don't. I don't like that scenario for Lamar. It doesn't. It doesn't help him or put him in a better situation. It puts him closer to home, but I don't like it. I would rather or prefer that he go to the Miami Dolphins, where you have an innovative head coach that's offensive minded. You have weapons at wide receiver. You have a dancing tight end and a stable of running backs that can kind of help you out. You know. So, I think Miami would be the best fit for him. Detroit wouldn't be too bad either, but Dan Campbell is a head coach with that. All right. 
Sharon says, Lamar Jackson is gone. I can see him coming back to the Ravens after this. I can't, I guess you can't see him coming back. I mean, I wouldn't either. So even money aside, there's, there's a thing of respect. If you can't respect me as a person, if you can't respect what I, what I've done for this organization, I don't want to be around. Like it's a slap in the face that a, a former unanimous league MVP, a quarterback of his caliber. Now I know some people have been on Twitter saying, Oh, well, you know, 99% of the players that have been transition tagged or non-exclusive franchise tag have stayed with their team. It's true, but how many, and I asked, I asked the person, I ain't going to call them out, but I asked the person the question, how many of those players have been the caliber of Lamar Jackson? And I never got a response. Uh, you know, he left me on red. He left me hanging out there. So, you know, they can bring out the numbers, the analytics and all the things that happened in the past, but this is a whole nother animal. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. We're talking about situations that have never been seen before where we've seen a franchise quarterback be kind of left out to dry to test the market to see his worth. And if if all things are square, Lamar's about to get that bag. I can't say from who, but Lamar's going to get that bag. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if out of left field, Sean McVay and the Rams decided to sell their lineage to get Lamar Jackson. Because Sean McVay, I think he and Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan are two coaches that would get the best out of him and just knock it out the park. Xavier says, so the Ravens can't structure the deal differently, but with the same guaranteed money? No. No, they would. They they essentially have to match it. And, and it's not about the money. It was essentially, it's, I think the way that it's worded is in, in, in paraphrasing, it has to be essentially the exact same contract. So if, for instance, Somebody said we're going to give Lamar $230 million over five years with 200 guaranteed, but he receives $150 of that million within the first two and a half years. At this point in time, the Ravens couldn't afford to pay that right now, so they are essentially out. Even though they could give him a 200 guaranteed $230 million contract, if it's not structured in the way that the other team put it, he's gone. He's out. And you're right, Reg. The Ravens are going to have Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. You Georgia fans wanted it. You got it. Coach, you wanted Monk in here. This is what they've been preparing for. They wanted Stetson Bennett to come in, overachieve, play QB1 for approximately six and a half games, and then transfer to wide receiver. That's what's going to happen. Bad situation. I signed them all. Bad GM. And listen, it's not. We we like to we like to dig at uh, EDC. It's not all on him. I'm pretty sure that there's a part of him that was like, look, I want to give him as much money as I can. But Steve Bishotti is like, yo, I'm not letting this agentless guy come in here and dictate to me what he thinks he's about to get. It's just exactly the way that it is. <laughs> Yes, sir. Look, we can this that list. Call of Duty is for, for old man gamers channel. So you hit up Jose, you hit up Rodney. You know, we always start streaming Call of Duty when we can get all that situated. When 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 the channel is fully up and operational once again, we'll be on that Call of Duty. You don't have to see me play, bruh. Oh, listen, you ain't said nothing but a thing. You know what I'm saying? You know where you can find me. 
You can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up wherever you need to hit me up, and we can go because it's a cross-play game. So if you don't have a PS5, it don't matter. I'm here for all of it. What's going on, Tanja? How you feeling? I hope you are stable and not driving around because we know around this time of night, you on the phone driving and not paying attention. Yeah, DuVernay wide receiver seven. I don't know. Who is this new wide receivers coach? I was just, I was told for the stream, was it Greg Lewis? But I've been looking online and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any mention of it on any of the publications or the Ravens website. But somebody told me that uh, Greg Lewis was the new wide receivers coach, I believe. I could be wrong. You know, that's what I, that's what I get for listening to the patrons. My bad. DDSQ, what's going on? Thank you for dropping by. Appreciate you. Static, what's up? Says Greg Lewis played on the hardball with the Eagles. I figured it was that Greg Lewis, and I figured he had some ties to John Harbaugh because, you know, John Harbaugh doesn't stray too far from who he is. It just is what it is. What's going on? Facts. The more new, listen. I haven't been studying the draft. I don't care about the draft. I don't care about the prospects. I'm not excited for the start of free agency next week. The legal tampering period starts on the 13th, which is Monday. I'm not excited. I'm normally, like, really amped up. It's like, look, who are we going to get? Who's out there? What's going to happen? Who's getting cut? Now it's just like we have no money. We may not have a quarterback. Like, what is there to be hopeful about in Baltimore until – next week until next week so the word is that with the ravens doing a non-exclusive tag and free agency beginning next week what's going to happen is any team that signs lamar to a contract is going to kind of be hamstrung because once they sign him to an offer sheet that money hits the cap immediately so it kind of prevents them if they are close to the cap or a little bit over it kind of prevents them from going at the free agents that's why some of the teams are actually hesitant about wanting to sign Lamar because if they ain't got that money, ain't nothing they can do, honey. But once again, Atlanta has like 60 mil. So Atlanta can sign Lamar and still go into free agency and make some noise. Whew. All right. So it says, the only way Miami can get him is if it's after the draft because they don't have any first this year. I mean, that's true. But my thing, but this is my thing though. A lot of people, I hear a lot of people keep saying, you know, um, they would have to wait till after the draft to get Lamar for the first round picks. My thing is this: you as a team know I don't have any 2023 20, first round picks. Why couldn't I offer you a deal now and still offer you the same picks? Because nothing really changes. You know I don't have the picks. What's the difference between me coming to you today and saying, "Hey, I got a 2024 and a 2025 for you today," and and in a month or so? What's the difference? There's no difference. They can offer them a deal anytime they want to. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just sick of all of it. He says Steve Hutchinson. What about Steve Hutchinson? You talking about the offensive lineman? Yeah, I remember him. Didn't he go to Minnesota too? That's right. We all support Lamar. Go get your bread, no matter with who it is. It's not going to be with the Ravens, but. Hmm. Here we go, Sharon. Where's Brad? I need Brad in here. Stat. Put her in moderators. Put her in timeout. Put her in time. Listen, if 
if the 49ers weren't so overzealous and gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance, I could see that happening. I could see them coming after him on full force. And believe me, much as I would hate it, I think that would be one of the two best destinations for Lamar Jackson. So I ain't mad at it, but I just think they gave up three first rounds to get Trey Lance. And then you have to give up two more first rounders to get Lamar. Like they're mortgaging their future. And y'all got a lot of defensive players to pay. And I'm sure Kittles is coming up and he's going to want more money. What you're going to do with Ayuk? I'm not sure about Christian McCaffrey. I know he signed a deal like three, two or three years ago. So it would be it would be hard to give Lamar that money and give up all that draft capital, losing five first round picks on two quarterbacks, and you only keeping one. But I mean, I don't know how 49ers fans, 49ers fans feel, but to me, I'm not a big Trey Lance fan. Like I hope he does well. I hope he's able to succeed in the NFL. But what did he start? Like nine games in college, and they expected him to come into the NFL and just be that dude. I'll give him three first-round picks for him. That's like that Mitchell Trubisky trade. How'd that work out for them? <clears throat> hmm. Are y'all in here having Call of Duty talk? Take that to take that to the old man game channel. We don't want to hear about Call of Duty here. We want to hear about Lamar Jackson and him resigning with the Ravens. Because if Lamar Jackson goes, I don't know what I'm gonna do with the channel. I mean, we gonna still talk. We'll still talk Ravens, but who's gonna be interested? Actually, if Lamar Jackson leaves tomorrow, who's gonna be interested in hearing about Baltimore Ravens games? Not too many of us. Not too many of us. Yeah. Ooh, we lost 15-7. We got beat 21-3. Somebody wants to hear that. What's going on? Abdi Hassan, long time no see. Says like Shannon Sharp says, take off the tag and see what's gonna happen. Yes, I think I did think I, I heard a little clip of that, and was and they were, he was saying something about if the Baltimore Ravens really feel that confident that Lamar ain't that dude, or he's not gonna get that bread, take that tag off of him and watch what happens. Watch what happens. But you know they're not gonna do that because they they know. Listen, they they sat down with the owners during the combine. And was like, look, we need to band together because Lamar is a game changer. He ch He's changing the narrative in the NFL one step at a time. Listen, once Lamar came in with his braids, talking his talk, you know what I mean? It's starting to become a little more acceptable. There's no longer that need for the clean-cut Queens English-speaking individual to represent the team or the NFL. And they love him for who he is. So I can also see Lamar being a trendsetter when it comes to this contract negotiations. Now, do I think that the NFLPA is using Lamar to kind of further their narrative? I do. But I do think that they have uh, a common goal. And that's to bring power back to the players or bring enough power to the players like they do in Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL because this this free agency thing this franchise tag thing in in theory and in all honesty it's kind of illegal you know it's kind of illegal it's just another way for the owners to keep the money down to keep their best players at bay and not let them go make the money they're supposed to deserve so I could see Lamar making big change in the NFL 
Man, so I can't stand a Raven channel until we know. You can't start a Raven channel until you know. I mean, you could start it and slowly transition to whatever channel it is that you're going to. You know, just start it up, build your community, build your fan base. Then you pivot. You know, I know you watch the Pivot podcast. Make sure you know you have a back, you have a contingency plan. Unlike the Baltimore Ravens, they don't have a contingency plan. They just have a hey, let's make sure Lamar stays in Baltimore. I know y'all may not like it, but it's for the best of the league, and that way all these other quarterbacks aren't gonna get this guaranteed money. But it wasn't a problem with Kirk Cousins. He they was cool with giving him that, even though he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, especially at night. Tom just says, I'm mad at the NFLPA. Why they use an IQB to make changes? Because he is the only one that will stand up for what's right. He's one of the only ones that will sacrifice money because we've seen him sacrifice money for the greater good of something else. Like to me, Lamar's not driven by money. Like dollars don't make him. And I understand that a hundred percent. Dollars do not make him. So you you have to when you when you want when you want to start a cause and you want to spread the word you have to find leaders and to most that i believe think that lamar is one of the ultimate leaders because he marches to the beat of his own drum he doesn't let society dictate what he's going to do what he should do how he's going to do it he sits there and he hears all the noise and he's like listen i'm going to do what's best for me and my family they're still talking this agent talk after all this time after the tens of millions that he's made himself by not signing that deal early if he had an agent they probably would have made him sign they still saying yo if you had an agent you need an agent when free agency starts how are you going to talk to these teams that want to reach out to you if you don't have an agent just like an agent would guess what give me the number to the front office of this team's building patch me through to your general manager the same way just like agents do just because they don't have people on speed dial there's a way that they can reach these general managers, these front office personnel. But of course, because it's Lamar and he doesn't have an agent, they want to make a big deal out of it and try to get things back to status quo, which I think after Lamar, it won't be because they're going to be players. They're going to be more players in the future that are going to go this route. Roquan did it. Roquan didn't have an agent two to three weeks, $100 million. I didn't, I didn't reset the market without an agent. No fuss, no muss. So I just think Lamar is trying to do this for the offensive side as far as the Baltimore Ravens go. That's right. All the players love him. Listen, that's the one thing that amazes me about Lamar Jackson is that that man is loved outside of the sports world. Like I've seen famous, famous actors swoon over him like, yo, I met Lamar Jackson today. And I'm looking at them like, yo, but you, you. And they are enamored by this dude. They are in awe of this man. So if other stars are enamored with him, and they pick up on his persona, what do you think the other players do? They follow him. And what's going to happen when Lamar gets a contract from somewhere else? And I'm I'm wide receiver number 12, James Prochet. I know the team's not going to take care of me. I know if they can't, if they can't take the best, most dynamic offensive player in your team's history and pay him like he's supposed to be paid, I'm just a regular dude that plays special teams. I know my contract is going to be booty. So that's that. What's going on, Daniel? He said there wasn't a negotiation with Roquan. The Ravens just gave him exactly. Yeah, pretty much. You know, they, they sit there and say that for 
for for kicks, kicks and giggles, like homeboy said. You know what I'm saying? Just for show. It's all for show. Oh, we had uh, intense negotiations and we finally came up with this number. The Ravens knew exactly what they were doing when they traded for Roquan. They knew that they were going to pay him that money. They knew that this season they were going to tag him all with the non-exclusive tag. Back then, they knew that they were going to lose him this offseason and then try to be a defensive team. They're trying to take the team back to the 2000 Ravens. Watch. They're going to sign Baker Mayfield, Stetson Bennett, Josh Rosen. They may knock on Eli Manning's door and see if he can come play and try to win these games defensively. And then middle of the season, they're going to realize, oh, if we can't score, we can't win. Hmm. how that work? And we're going to go back to the 2013 to 2017 Ravens since 2015. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bobby Wagner called different teams and talked to them. Yeah, he did. And listen, uh, we we all can't sit back and and think because before this last few weeks, we all thought, oh, man, just let the Ravens get these players into the facility because that's how it used to be. Let the Ravens get the player in the facility. They're not going to leave without a contract. But come to find out this organization is not what we thought they were going to be or what they were claimed to be. They're not top five in a lot of areas. And for me, head coach is definitely one of them. Mr. J said Philip Rivers was back in the league. Bruh, listen, he loves Carolina. And I heard y'all want to look out for a QB. Listen, he would be the perfect quarterback to mentor. What is it? Levis? Levi's? I call him Levi's. It's Levis. He would be the perfect mentor for him. Perfect. Show him the ropes. Get him in there. Y'all trade, uh, y'all can trade my man DJ Moore to Baltimore, and it's all good. It's all good. But, 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 so I'm about to go get me something to eat and prepare myself for the lunch break hot take stream. Make sure that you all go over there 715 tonight in approximately 10 minutes. Make sure you jump over there, see the hottest show on the biz, my man Jose, my man Brodney. They're going to delve deeper into this Lamar Jackson situation, the franchise tag, the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to talk some basketball, maybe some USC. We'll have to see. So I appreciate you all for dropping through for this pop-up stream. Much love. And I guess I'm going to see y'all next time. And that.